Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the December 2020 edition of the Fantasy Book Club, brought to you by Accessible World and yours truly, Julia. This year has been so crazy. I hope next year will be better. But in the meantime, we can read lots of fantasy books, which is always fun. Because if there was ever a year to read fantasy books, it was 2020. So on that happy or unhappy note, depending on your point of view, I guess I guess I will start. Um, a few months ago, Phoebe read a book called Homeland, I believe, by R.A. Salvatore, which I didn't realize was the first of at least 20 books on Bard. Um, probably more that aren't on there, but the Forgotten Realms series, which is basically, you know, classic fantasy, which is fun because that's what I'm writing. I will be turning in writer's piece later today for those of you in the writer's group. Um, so, but I ended up reading the second trilogy first because I didn't realize that it was the first trilogy. So the book I'm going to talk about is the first in the second trilogy called The Crystal Shard. And I'd recommend doing what I did because like Phoebe said earlier, the Homeland book is about the drow and kind of cliche about how most of them are basically a society of sociopaths and then this one person is normal and yeah it's kind of like the sort of truth series where the first book is really cliche but then it gets better at least I hope so I'll let you know I'm on the second book now but back to fantasy novel um okay so the crystal shard there's a bunch of different characters it's you know sort of your typical classic fantasy where the evil wizard finds a very valuable crystal artifact called Crinshinabon and basically he starts out being an inept apprentice and he ends up killing his the, his teacher because they wanted him to like the other evil wizards wanted him to and then he finds this um, crystal shard and becomes all powerful and goes after these people in the um Ice Wind Dale area of 10 towns. It's out in the tundra. And there's just different fun characters like the barbarian Wolfgar and the dwarf. Um, can't remember his first name now, but Battlehammer is his last name. And Regis the Halfling. And it's just a fun classic fantasy book. So if you're looking for fantasy classic funness, I'd recommend that. The second trilogy at the called the crystal shard the halfling's gem is the third one and shoot can't remember the second one but they're all on bard a whole bunch of them what's the uh what's the first one did you say the crystal shard the crystal shard okay all right um do you want me to go next sure all right well um, I don't know if you guys happen to notice, but the, um, the Fall of Darkness, um, or The Fall of Darkness, whatever it's called, by Mercedes Wacken is the third in the Obsidian Trilogy series. And um, I don't know what it is about fantasy authors, but they tend to write long sagas. And this one is 25 hours long. Heaven help me. 
and actually it's it's quite good um it's winding up the war between the the uh the elves and the demons um and they're at the point of of uh going back to the the human city and saying to the people there what is wrong with you why can't you recognize demons when you see them um <laughs> Uh, you know, and and it's interesting because there are interesting characters in the in the uh, in the book. There are high mages and wild mages and night mages. That's with a K, night mages, and um, unicorns and uh, what do you call it? Centaurs and and interesting characters so i'm having a good time i have i think about four hours left in this book i've been chipping away at it uh, in between rereading joanna brady books um so uh that's my story and i'm sticking to it <laughs> that's by james mallory and mercedes lackey And I don't have the DB number, but it's it's 1,000 something or other, I think. Or 10,000 something or other. It's probably 100,000. Well, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's it's 10 something or other. <laughs> I can't remember. I could look it up if you really need it. But um, anyhow, that's, that's my book. And... Um, my next uh, uh, foray is going to be, what is it called? Ink and Sigil or something. And it's by uh, Kevin Hearn, you know, the guy that wrote the uh, the Iron Druid books. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm going to be reading that next. Those books were pretty good. I don't think I was into them as much as you guys were, but the Druid books. I thought those were kind of good. I I <laughs> did think the violence was a little much when he was, you know, beating on the Norse gods and stuff. But <laughs> it was fun. You know, it was it wasn't anything thought provoking or you know, and that's that's the kind of reading I want to do these days. I'm sorry, but things are uh, in the real world are so horrendous that uh, I want to read for entertainment. And while you know, we're on the on the subject, I tried to read one, and I for life that I thought was by Kevin Hearn, and I thought it was a continuation of the Iron Druid, but the narration was just awful. They had so. <laughs> It was some guy from Scotland and his accent was so thick. I couldn't understand half of what he was saying. <laughs> uh, so you can sigil book. Um, no, it's not. It was another one. Oh, I mean, this guy was really bad. I mean, did you ever hear James Doonan on Star Trek? This guy was about a hundred times worse than he was. 
I mean, he was speaking it all the time. And you couldn't understand, I couldn't understand him. But anyway, that's just a, an aside. So if you well, see another I, book. I found it, I, I started the darn thing. And I have to tell you, the narration was um, a bit too Scottish for me. Um, I think it was actually a combination of Scottish and Irish. But in any case, it was... This, uh, one, this was not that book, but... Well, it may have been the same narrator. Maybe. <laughs> so... Um. But in any case, um, what, what's your book for this month, uh, Marshall? I read Weirhawk by, or attempted to read Weirhawk by Andre Norton. Uh-huh. And I wish I could find a list of the books in order so I can fill in all the spaces. Because I missed so much that it, towards the end, it got weird and I couldn't follow it anymore, so I gave up. Oh, you know, they they have all these books uh, that are in that universe. But I have not found a list of what they are and what order you need to read them in. Is this the Witch World? Uh... Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a you million know, of those. Yeah. And you can't, you know, sometimes they are about, they're in the Witch World. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're a spin, you know, a spinoff. Like you go to the Hawkman or whatever they're called, the ones that have telepathic communicate or communicate with hawks. And I just never followed them. And I'm, I'd like to make a real effort because, like you, I am so discouraged about the real world. I'm fed up. Well, I can certainly understand that. I mean, there may be a, uh, a vaccination released tomorrow, but it's going to be months before I see it. And you know, time, you know, our statistics are going higher and higher. And it, so, well, I'll tell you what, if you if you want to read good Andre Norton, that is understandable and everything, I would start with Beastmaster. Yeah, I may go back and reread those. Yeah, those are good. Um, um, but anyway, but between the stuff on the news, what little of it I watch anymore. Uh, and the stuff that Bard is putting out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I spent part of this past month reading, rereading Joanna Brady books, you know. Like J. I've, a. Already, I've already done that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I've reread a lot of the series. But anyway, I suspect if I'd been able to fill in the middle of this weir hawk or hawk weir, it might have made more sense. 
because this took place after the witches caused the earthquakes that kind of isolated Escarp. And this lady has some kind of power, but she doesn't think she's a witch, but I think she really is. But I just got into the middle and it kind of got, it seemed to get lost or I got lost. Or maybe I'm just getting old and senile. No, I think you just got lost because you were in the middle. I don't think you're senile. Well, I don't know. I already know I have at least one fairly serious memory problem. I cannot, for the life of me, remember the guy who played Popeye Doyle in French Connection. I cannot remember his name no matter, no matter how many times I look it up. Well, that's, that's but, an easy do. You just look up French Connection and, and, you know, it'll tell you all about the movie. Yeah, but I used to have a good memory for stuff like that. Anyway, that's not relevant. So I'm going to stick with this book. I suspect it's okay, but it would be really nice to read the series as a, you know, as a one one thing because i don't even know if bard has all of them um, Maybe not. um i mean one of one of my absolute favorite andre norton books is not there anymore um, what is it or was it it's breed to come hmm. it's all I'm about never... cats and and uh oh cute uh, Anything know, about cats, I after, like. After the after the world is is destroyed, and then at the end, the humans come back. Pity. But in, <laughs> in the meantime, the cats have grown bigger and they've gotten intelligent and all that kind of stuff. So, hey, I think the cats are pretty intelligent. They manage to control us fairly well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they do. Yep. <laughs> anyway, your turn, Phoebe. Okay. Um, hmm. I guess this month I will talk about uh, a book, well, a uh, trilogy that I got from Bookshare. I don't think it's available on Bard yet. Um, it's called the Lycanius Trilogy. I'm actually still in the middle of book three, so I can't say how it ends, but um, it is uh, an epic fantasy. It takes place in the typical fantasy world. Uh, with kind of a medieval level of technology and um, well, okay, about a couple thousand years before the uh, beginning of the book, there uh, was people created a uh, giant wall to the north of their kingdom to protect them from uh, an ancient evil to the north. And um, then oh, about 
uh, 20 years before the beginning of the story. Um, well, there are, okay, there were, there are two kinds of magic in the world um, of the book that there's the, um, there's gifted magic, which is the ability to affect um, external stuff. For example, you know, moving things with your mind, or you could create a energy shield or blast someone with energy. And then there's an internal magic, uh, which is used by augurs to um, read minds or see the future um, or, you know, slow down time. And um, about 20 years before the story begins, the uh, prophecies uh, of the augurs uh, stop coming true. And um, so they try to figure out, um, you know, what's wrong. And uh, so they uh, stop, uh, they kind of, um, yeah, they give more of their uh, responsibilities of governing the general populace to the um, gifted uh, people and uh, these people um, quickly start abusing their power and uh, just doing horrible things to the general populace just because they can. Um, and, you know, there's no one can really stop them. Um, so the uh, general populace gets kind of, they get a, um, they find a mysterious um, bunch of weapons that they then use to uh, rebel uh, against, you know, their government. Um, and they end up killing all the augurs and um, they uh, eventually get the gifted uh, to agree to a treaty that uh, severely limits their powers. And uh, so they are bound to never use their magic against non-gifted people, even in self-defense, they can't do it. And um, they also have to obey uh, commands give, given to them by uh, certain non-gifted people uh, who are called administrators. And uh -huh. yeah, they have the <laughs> power to, um, you know, they have, yeah, the, they have that, um, you know, magical, um, they're, yeah, so they're bound by that treaty and they, you know, can't stop it. And of course they're not happy about it, but there's not much they can do. And um, so 20 years later, as the story begins, oh, well, okay. The story begins with a, um, a group of three gifted students who are about to uh, graduate from gifted school. And um, the uh, 
In order to graduate, um, they need to uh, pass a trial, and anyone who can't uh, pass the trial is, um, they have their magic taken away um, because it's considered that they can't control it enough to, uh, to stick to the treaty. And um, they, uh, when their magic is taken away, they become what is called shadows and um, they're left with kind of this very obvious uh, disfigurement, which is kind of a signal to the uh, non-gifted people that, you know, these are people who um, basically they were born with more power than normal people, um, but they don't, they're still, they're, once they become shadows, they are no, no longer um, protected by the treaty, which uh, the treaty forces, um, you know, gifted people to uh, obey certain rules, but also the administrators are supposed to uh, protect gifted people from you know, harm from normal non-gifted people. Um, but of course that's up to the interpretation of the administrators of what is considered harm. And so the people who become shadows are not protected from harm and they're very, very highly discriminated against. Uh, and okay, so the book starts with these three students, and one of them, uh, who is named Davian, um, is not able to use his uh, gifted powers um, because, well, ever since um, the first time he used it, it is believed that uh, that situation was so traumatic for him that he uh, blocks himself from ever using it again. And um, he uh, also has an ability to tell whenever anyone is lying to him, which is an auger power. And that's a problem because uh, the treaty requires that all augers uh, have to be executed as soon as they are discovered. So, um, and th so the night before uh, his trial, one of the uh, elders who, visiting elders who are there to uh, administer the trial, takes him aside and tells him that uh, he knows Davian is an auger and uh, it's important for Davian to leave before the trial uh, because, uh, well, it's, it's important that he doesn't become a shadow. And, uh, also as an auger, he is one of the few people who has the ability to, um, take care of the barrier to the North, which is, you know, decaying, uh, faster than normal uh, in the recent years. And of course, most people don't uh, believe that that barrier is a 
problem because it's been thousands of years that that's been there and no one uh, really believes that there is anything uh, bad on the other side because, you know, the ancient evil that was there, you know, a few thousand years ago must be gone if it ever existed in the first place. So, um, but uh, the elder doesn't believe that. And so he gives, uh, he tells Davian to um, head up north and he will uh, be able to find someone who will train him to use his auger powers. And as Davian is leaving, uh, sneaking out at night, uh, he runs into one of his friends and uh, his friend insists on uh, going with Davian. Um, and, well, they head up north and eventually Davian uh, finds his way to a, another young man who is uh, being held prisoner uh, who is, and he is accused of um, using gifted powers to destroy an entire village of people. And um, so Davian and his friend decide to rescue this guy because, you know, they were told that's what the, that's what um, basically the elders instructions have led them to um, believe that, you know, that was the right thing to do. And they, you know, when they rescue this guy, uh, turns out that he has no memory of anything before um, he was captured. So he doesn't know uh, whether he, um, you know, killed anyone or not. Um, and, well, um, okay, yeah. Then the book um, is really, well, okay, yeah. The larger story of the book is that... Um, a group of people um, believe that since um, it was possible to see the future, uh, that that means that there is no such thing as free will. And um, that, well, their religion is that um, uh, their God created this you know, perfect uh, world that there, um, that everything uh, will happen t according to what he wants. And uh, it, you know, but then, I don't know. It's um, hard to explain, but uh, there's a lot of kind of talk in the book about whether it's better to um, have free will or, uh, you know, believe that everything, yeah, it's um, that fate is uh, in control and, right. yeah, and uh, that, mm, yeah. Who's the author? Oh, sorry. The author is uh, James Islington um, and yeah, this is actually uh, his debut series, and I thought it was pretty
pretty good for, you know, an author's first series. Um, yeah, I liked it very much so far. And, um, you know, as the books continue, you get a lot more secrets about uh, certain characters. And um, there's a lot of intrigue. And um, as well as um, the, you know, you, as um, the character who uh, lost his memories, he starts remembering things um, from his past and, um, well, he has to kind of make peace with um, some decisions that he made with, you know, different information and try to understand, you know, why he would make certain decisions and um, what whether um, his decisions were justified or not. And anyway, um, well, okay. A long and complicated story. <laughs> what was the title of the first book in the trilogy? Uh, the first book is called The Shadow of What Was Lost. And, well, this probably isn't going to be a selling point for this group, but um, the books kind of remind me a lot of uh, The Wheel of Time, except it's, you know, obviously a lot shorter. There's less, you know, descriptive stuff and fewer factions. So it's, you know, I like it a lot. Good. Um, did cool. you say Islington? Uh, right. I like, S the, like the town in England or the suburb? Probably. <laughs> yeah, Islington. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, um, I have my handy dandy little uh, calendar from from uh, Xavier Society sitting here. I got the new one. Woohoo! And according to that, our next meeting is January twenty seventh. Okay. Um, so. Fun, fun. I just figured since the darn thing was here, I might as well look it up. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Um, but it's a nice little calendar. It's small-ish. You know, it's not very big. And so it, it fits perfectly on my desk. And so I'm... Um, I always try to get it every year. So. Yeah, those are really tiny ones. Pardon? About, are those the really tiny ones, like about the size of two palms put together? Well, this is about, I don't know, maybe four by six, something like that. It's not very big. Yeah, it's probably the one I'm thinking of, a little teeny. You can just stick it in your purse or whatever. It's teeny. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. So, well, is is that everybody? <laughs> Did that new girl show up? Karen something or other? No, she didn't. That's too bad. I know. I don't, yeah, that's right. She was supposed to, and we even... 
Oh, well. Maybe she'll show up next month. I shouldn't have deleted all my my inbox because now I don't have her email anymore. Uh-oh. I still have it. <laughs> oh, well, maybe you can do me a favor and write to her and say, hey, fantasy group. <laughs> yeah. Right, and just tell her the next the next meeting is on the twenty seventh of of next. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can do that tomorrow. All right. Cool. Well, it's been a long day. I had a repairman here for an hour and some, and <sighs> what was he repairing? Well. Actually, I, I have some dear friends who said to me, now this Christmas, what we want to do is if you have things in your house that need repairing, um, you just make a list and we'll send our handyman and that's what we're giving you for Christmas. Wow. And so I nice. I got the hole in the kitchen ceiling fixed. I got some curtain rods fixed. I got um let's see what else oh um the faucets in the downstairs uh bathroom fixed so they now work yay (laughs) and i got the uh, upstairs toilet fixed so it doesn't keep going on by itself (laughs) which is bizarre but anyway so um that's what i done did and um We have about $20,000 worth of stuff that he's fixing. Well, I don't know, but there's three of my friends who decided that that's what they wanted to do, so. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, you know, so I said, thank you very much, and, you know, what else could I say? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when you get to a certain age, or your fa- and your families get to a certain age, they don't really need anything anymore. Right. Right. And none of the classic things anyway. Well, either right. I don't think my mother reads books. My sister does. Um, but I can't go out and shop for them. Right. Well, I can shop online. Yeah. I guess I could try that. Yeah. Shop um, online. Get her some fragrances or something. I don't know. I don't know what she likes in terms of perfumes. I'm not going to touch that. All right. The no. last last time I tried to buy something, I got my mother a tree instead of just a house plant. Oh, now that's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, I could get them a cat. That would only give them seven. <laughs> <laughs> You mean a real one or a real one? Kind that uh, that uh, <laughs> Joni Leonard has. Joni Leonard has one of these. You can look them up on Amazon. It's a it's a robot cat. Huh. And it's it's electronic, and it it uh, you know it meows and plays and and does all sorts of stuff. I don't know what all it does, but you know somebody gave it to her. Uh, as a birthday present or something. And so now she's got this robot cat, but it's kind of nice because at the moment she's living in a nursing home and they don't allow pets. And since right. she's a pet, I mean, it, well, I mean, it's not 
live. Um, mm. You know, they allow her to have it. So, <laughs> and, you know, apparently it, it jumps up on beds and stuff and, you know, meows and purrs and does all kinds of stuff, I guess. <laughs> I don't mm. know. That's funny. It's kind of weird. I might I have, have to get one. Cat. I might have to get one. Well, there you my, go. My apartment wants a, wants a $300 deposit and $50 a month for pet rent. Holy crap. Wow. Well, I think if I remember right, they're like about $120, give or take. Hmm. Um. It but might be Amazon, and I forget what they're called. But um, because I was curious and I looked it up. I I already have a live cat. I don't need a a robot one too to drive me nuts. Yeah. Well, I'm getting so old. I'm afraid if I got an adult cat, I'd be dead before he was. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't uh, get a kitten. Uh, the yeah. last couple times I. I got cats because I am not in the mood to deal with a kitten. No. They're so cute, but they wreck everything. Yes, they do. That's why I wanted an adult <laughs> cat. So. Well, Marshall, you can't be that old. How old are you? How old am I? Let's see, 70. Well, that's not old. Well, I'm not taking good care of myself. Well, whose fault is that? Mine. I freely admit it. Well, then, uh, you know, like the like the pilot said, now sit up and fly straight. <laughs> well, I don't know. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Well, that's true. I mean, it's your life. You can do what you want, but. We do kind of like you. I mean, you know, uh, sorry to say, but we do. Yeah. <laughs> so well. you might want to stick around. Anywho, guys, I am off to bed. And uh, okay, yeah, it's almost I 10 o'clock. Whoever is, is going through this recording is going to trim all this extraneous. I know. Stuff. Hey, that's exactly. what they're paid for. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Or not paid for. All righty. Hey, Annis, tomorrow night is tomorrow night the sci fi club meeting? Yes, tomorrow night is the sci fi club meeting. Okay. At nine o'clock. Okay. I'll have okay. to see if I can bye, find everyone. the Zoom address. Bye bye, everybody, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. bye. Has, Phoebe has left caps lock on. Phoebe has left the meeting alert. Been meeting for all veterans.